1: Glad to be back with you on this Tuesday. And because it is Tuesday, what do we have today? Transformation Tuesday. And we've got really a double feature for you. A couple of items I think will be quite inspirational. And hopefully something that will make a real difference in your life. That's coming up in the next hour right here on the broadcast. I want to start off. With really a reference to yesterday Columbus Day Which is coming under attack one of the things I said to you some time ago And I don't mind saying this again. This is not an endorsement This is just a statement to Just reiterate something I've communicated before the importance of us seeing some new leadership emerge some younger leadership and some leadership which is visionary conciliatory and wise it's vital that this happens we cannot continue to have the same old guard and expect to get some really effective results I mean, I would just ask you. Just think about where we are as a country. Right now. And ask yourself. In terms of returning to constitutional foundations. How have we done over the last five years? Ten years? Yeah, we've elected Republicans here and there. But I want you to understand that's not the point. It's not who you elect. It's what they do. So... We need some visionary leadership. People are going to bring something very different to the table. I'm starting off with this because I want to draw your attention to a quote about yesterday, Columbus Day. My friend Kyle Lubke, who ran for city council, unfortunately lost in the race, but he had an interesting post yesterday that I want to bring to your attention, because I think it's brilliant. I think it's an example of the kind of thoughtful engagement that will promote some really good discourse and diffuse a lot of the stupid arguments that are going on today. This is a post from Kyle from yesterday about Columbus Day. For those celebrating Columbus Day, it's really cool. The contributions of Italian-Americans are acknowledged as a holiday in the United States. For those who do not know, that was the reason why Columbus Day was made a federal holiday. Uh, To be honest with you, I did not know that. Because in the early 1900s, Italian-Americans were considered less than and not actually American. American. The holiday is a reflection of our melting pot ideals. I want to park here a moment because I had an extensive conversation with the young man yesterday. Oh, my gosh. I. (laughs) I. Unfortunately, it was the. Basically, from his perspective, the things coming from him were just. Everything you can possibly hear out of the progressive handbook You know the White House built by slaves um, The idea that we have systemic racism Now I want to Temper my comments by telling you the whole reason we're having this conversation He had a very real incident where he was Basically came under attack from a couple of racist people. So it's kind of a mixed bag. I acknowledge what happened to him and how bad it was what happened to him, and yet at the same time. What tends to happen in these kinds of circumstances is this has taken as affirmation that this is a racist society. This is everybody. This is a good number of white people. Which is unfortunate. People think this way. Nevertheless, it's kind of interesting that there are probably very few people who consider the nuance here of the idea of Italian Americans being honored in association with Columbus Day. Is that a thought that would cross your mind? Have you heard this as a conversation? idea what we have are people who just basically have one narrative they look back and they see white people that's it white people and they put them all in the same category forgetting the fact forgetting the fact There are distinctions here of different people. You know, and I I think the other unfortunate thing about this. How many of us as black people would like to be considered just black people? We're a mix of Caribbeans. Of Africans. Other nationalities, other groups. And they get thrown together. It's very impersonal, isn't it? That was the first part of Kyle Luebke's post. The second part. For those celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, to be honest with you, when I first saw this, I thought to myself, oh, great. Here we go. Another Indigenous Peoples post. One of the things I've come to the conclusion about recently, I do not have to... Even if there's something I do not embrace, I don't have to be hostile to it. Which is one of the reasons why I'm highlighting this post from Kyle Lubiki because I think it's brilliant. Because first, he addresses Columbus Day. Then he goes to Indigenous Peoples Day. For those celebrating that day, I love this too. As someone who cares deeply about our native communities, and who is just myself on reserve land, IPD is a good reminder of promises made promises broken and how we can be a more perfect union now let's get the cherokee their delicate to the united states congress i don't think i'd have a problem with that at all this is the path that we so desperately need ideas embracing and accepting people understanding people listening to people who are different than ourselves and recognizing that our system isn't necessarily under attack from every idea that we're not familiar with. Isn't this a great way to disarm this entire conflict? Unnecessary conflict, from my perspective. I would absolutely love to get your thoughts on this. But again, I salute my friend kyle lubke who i believe is still vacationing out west somewhere right now and strongly encourage more of this kind of thinking and engagement and relating much more as we continue our tuesday broadcast stay with us And we continue the broadcast, I am very, very curious to get your thoughts on what I shared about Columbus Day. Is this a way forward for us to have this conversation and to get rid of all of the vitriol out there, all this hatred? Now, I want to make something very clear. There's no question in my mind and and i want you to understand this there are people who are going to be hateful no matter what i get that so save those texts because there's no need to text me Say, well there are people going to be hateful no matter what yes i get that and they will be but i'm also saying to you that i think there is a path forward for us there are things that we can do to mitigate this There are things that we can do to prompt good and healthy conversation and basically take the reasons for all the vitriol and the useless nonsense arguments, take all of that away so it's recognized for the waste of time that it is. That's my perspective anyway. What do you think about this? Over on the text line... We have Vince American Indians did everything to each other as the Europeans did to them the American Indians were just as Human as everyone else Therefore just as evil when they saw the need yes, this this is a really good point I think there can be a tendency to romanticize American Indians and, and I want to make this very clear I'm not saying there's anything specially bad about American Indians it's the, the point that I'm making is what this texture is saying nobody's pure nobody is so let's get rid of these romantic notions Oh, the Indians were just you know peaceful and wonderful and everything was just great and perfect until the white man came here and ruined everything that's that's just pure nonsense just keep that in mind Vince Italian Americans were also considered to be colored people and 11 were lynched in 1891 in New Orleans Doesn't surprise me. This goes to our point doesn't it what we shared at the very beginning Vince I understand what you're saying, but at the same time only whites are called Americans. Everyone has a hyphenated name African-American Asian American So maybe it's not intended but it just seems as if America only recognizes whites as Americans. I don't want to be right just seems to be that way. This is what we've uh, turned into, right? Vince Black sold blacks. There were white slaves, black slave owners. Indians killed and enslaved each other. Some were evil. Yeah. On the idea of representation, a delegate, and I think, if I remember correctly, Kyle Lubke's idea was not for an actual... Voting member of Congress. It was a delegate This texture says great idea question is how do you get the representation of the native tribes to Congress through the Constitution? It's based on numbers of people in the state for the house natives could actually run for office The reason the left in this country has to divide us into groups. It's necessary to achieve their political goals You believe your rights come from government due to association with that group as opposed to having individual rights that come from God. Big difference, isn't there? Huge difference. The start to your topic is already biased as you already demonize people. Let's see here. May not share your opinions by saying it's a page out of the progressive playbook. People have the ability to learn more about a topic such as Columbus Day and have their minds changed about the holiday just because it's not what the daughter of the Confederates pushed in school books. They're now considered American. Doesn't make them wrong. Aha. Uh-huh. The Indians were cannibals. They sacrificed children from other tribes. <laughs> I'm white, and I always call myself... German, Irish, Polish, American. Okay. Well, people need to be deprogrammed from their Hollywood and public government school programming to believe white man, bad, Indian, and everyone else victim. BS. That's good. <laughs> white man, bad, Indian, everyone else victim. See, I I refuse to accept that. Where? Who is that? I, and maybe I need to get a hold of this soon. I think it's a book. Maybe Tim Scott who's written a book recently and one of the things I think he communicated in there is he refuses he was talking about a relative of his this is where he learned it a relative who refused to call himself a victim and this is something Tim Scott believes to this day for that reason does not accept that label Yep, the real indigenous people in America were white Vikings. Don't believe me. Look it up. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't you all just quit crying over this crap that's happened hundreds of years ago and get over it. Move on. Let's just all be American. (laughs) Sounds so simple, doesn't it? (laughs) Vince, I think some people commenting have it wrong. I think people label, label themselves African American, Latin American, Asian American. We're all labels. People give themselves. For example, some people may be offended when they're referred to as black. Many will say, no, I'm African-American. Yeah, you just never know. Just watched 1883, and it's the same old white man, bad crap, and the sweet Indians. Yet, the next scene shows Indians scalping white European pioneers. (laughs) Vince, diversity isn't found in skin color. It's found in ideology. Mm Mm-hmm. So tired of any pre-American names. We're all Americans. Oh, my gosh. I will not read the next text because it has the derogatory reference in it. What are we going to do with you people? Some of you. Need to be disciplined. Seriously disciplined. Oh, boy. So. Just thought we would get that out of the system. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Market Stock Line, 800-928-1110, 800 921 the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. One of the things that we've been watching is the ongoing challenge of gas prices. They've come down some, but they're starting to edge back up. And we've been warned Because of OPEC, its decision, they're going to cut back the supply. These prices are going to continue to go up. Coming up, we're going to talk about a little tussle that has taken place publicly between the oil companies and the state of California. This is a classic. We'll talk about this and much more as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. Stay with us. of the Broadcast Transformation Tuesday, and we have a couple of interesting items for you, and I, I just want to give you a heads up about this. How about a major key to a stress-free home? Would you like to see a stress-free home? We will tell you something you might be able to do to bring that about. Coming up just a few minutes, right here on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. You know, one of the tragedies of America and where we are is we have a lot of people who believe fiction. They believe fables. Case in point, what's going on in the energy sector? It it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, and it's in the open, one of our opens. It's the one with Ronald Reagan. Remember that one? The trouble with liberals, it's not that they're ignorant. It's just they believe so many things that aren't so. <laughs> this is exactly where we are with the energy issue here in America right now. And I, I want to make this very clear. I'm not talking about the rank-and-file liberal. I do think there's a lot of ignorance the go around. But I think especially the politicians, they're frankly willfully ignorant. And I would dare say some of them, they know better. They know exactly the way supply and demand works. And they are deliberately demonizing oil companies because they know they're not popular anyway. So what's going on? California has now accused the oil industry of price gouging. I get sick of this whenever I hear this. I'm not a violent person, but whenever I hear this, (laughs) I'm just thinking to myself, I'll just keep that thought to myself. (laughs) That's probably the best thing to do. It's sickening. It really is. But the oil companies, at least one, is not taking this bashing without a response. You should know, by the way, California has the second highest gas tax in the U.S. Which is kind of interesting because I would dare say that they are profiting greatly on the backs of the people of California. They're not going to talk about that, are they? So now it's the company Valero hitting back at California's Energy Commission. I think there are some Valero stations in the area, not many. But they're hitting back at California's Energy Commission after the agency demanded oil refinery executives explain why, despite declining crude oil prices, gas prices have spiked. Here is what the commission said. Crude oil prices are down, industry profits up, yet gas prices have increased by record... 84 cents a gallon in 10 days in California. A $2.50 difference compared to U.S. prices. That's what CEC Chair David Hothschild wrote in a September 30th letter to executives. This degree of divergence from national prices hasn't happened before. Regardless of planned or unplanned refinery maintenance, no explanation has been provided. The oil industry owes California answers of course they do this doesn't have anything to do with california this has something to do with politicians and bureaucrats they want answers and and i would even say they're not even looking for answers they're looking for cause and opportunity to demonize people that they are basically using as targets Hothschild accuses the executives not providing an adequate and transparent explanation for the price spike. He noted the industry's lower-than-normal stockpiles of gasoline appear to be a contributing factor to a tightening gasoline market that has increased gasoline prices over the prior week. Hothschild demanded... Industry leaders explain why gasoline prices have risen, despite a sharp downturn in global crude prices, no significant unplanned refinery outages in the state, and no increases in state taxes or fees. Further asking what the state of California could do to address logistics or other obstacles that have contributed to the price increases. He also demanded refiners explain Why they supposedly allowed inventory levels to drop, despite for months, in some cases years, that planned maintenance would occur. Well, then it was time for Children's Story Hour to come to an end. (laughs) That's a good way to describe the way these bureaucrats operate. Because they're really infantile in their thinking. So, enter Valero's Vice President, State Government Affairs Representative. His name is Scott Fulwarkow. He's denied any allegations of price conspiracies among oil refineries, pointing to a federal judge, having thrown out another case, finding no basis for them. You know what, this is a perfect example. You know how they keep talking about there's no evidence of voter fraud. And they keep making it a point. 2020 election. It's settled, right? Well, guess what? So is this issue of price gouging. There's no evidence. So the people who keep saying this over and over again need to shut the hell up. The court's already declared. It's not taking place. So this executive said market price driven by, guess what? Supply and demand, coupled with government-imposed costs and specifications. And that's the key thing we're going to focus on. He noted Valero has planned maintenance activity, but said the company had planned accordingly to meet its contractual obligations to its consumers. He blamed low inventories on post-COVID growing demand and limited supply. to so the higher prices in California than the rest of the U.S. had to do with the state being the most expensive operative environment in the country and being a very hostile regulatory environment for refining. In other words, you idiots are the problem. He's not going to say that. But that's what's going on here. You have created this price environment. By your regulations, it is hostile. They're not going to own up to this. California policymakers have knowingly adopted policies with the expressed intent of eliminating the refinery sector. They're trying to get rid of refineries, and yet they want their oil. What idiots. I wish there were a way to cut every single one of these people off cut off the state of California. Stay with us. So, before the break, we were talking about what's taking place out in California. We've got politicians, as usual, doing what they do best, demonizing, demonizing the oil companies. They're easy targets. They're making so much money. And Valero's vice president of state government affairs is responding To these allegations of price gouging, for instance, and basically saying, look, you've got this thing called supply and demand, plus government imposed costs and restrictions. And when it comes to California, California is the most expensive operative environment in the country, a very hostile regulatory environment for refining. He said California policymakers have knowingly adopted policies with the expressed intent of eliminating the refinery sector. California requires refiners to pay very high carbon cap and trade fees and burden gasoline with the cost of the low carbon fuel standards. This is what they get. They've asked for it. He further argues the state's policies have made it difficult to increase refining capacity and have prevented supply projects to lower operating costs of refineries. They've done this to themselves. <laughs> There's a text here I got the biggest kick out of. Vince, I've lived in California for 11 years. Anybody who stays there deserves whatever moronic liberal policies they get. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty silly, isn't it? And it's really cynical. It's diabolical, really. Here are these folks putting all of these restrictions in place, making it more difficult to operate. And then they're turning right around. Why are, you telling me telling me why are you charging it so much? I ought to charge you more. You know, there ought to be a surcharge for stupid politicians. They ought to pay more. <laughs> Is it possible to charge them? Is it possible to charge them enough to pay for these stupid decisions? Adding further costs in the form of new taxes or regulatory constraints will only further strain the fuel market and adversely impact refiners. And ultimately, those costs will pass to California consumers. Yes. See, this is the kind of thing that these politicians will do. It becomes very circular. Oh, we're going to further regulate. We're going to put some taxes in place on these oil companies. What are they going to do? Pass it on to consumers. <laughs> so the politicians. This is just a it, it's entirely foolish conversation. So price is spiking in California. You know, what the average price was on Friday. Six thirty nine a gallon. Two fifty eight higher than the national average. California has the second highest gas tax in the country and other environmental rules that increase the cost of fuel in the nation's most populous state. Still Newsom says there's nothing to justify a price difference more than 250 a gallon. Idiot. As Valero's letter was made public, California Governor Gavin Newsom said he will call a special session of the state legislature in December to pass a new tax on oil company profits to punish them for what he called rank price gouging. It's unclear how this tax is going to work. Newsom's going to work out the details. But he wants the money returned to taxpayers, possibly by using money from the tax to pay for more rebates. Oh my God. Yeah, you know what, I, I'm serious about this Every single solitary business ought to just move the heck out of California Just move out Move And just bankrupt the state I, I just, I don't get it Why people stay there I think I told you the story some years ago I talked with a guy who had moved here several years ago and I think I talked with him maybe three, four months after he moved here from New York State. He said, we had a mortgage, about $4,000 a month. He said, my wife and I, we were fed up. Walked into the bank and literally dropped the keys. Just dropped the keys off to the house. Moved to North Carolina. And then within a year, they bought a house. For a fraction of the cost of what they had in New York. Better house. And it's less expensive. He's like, Why the heck didn't we do this years ago? See, this is where this is where so many people are. They have no idea what it's like elsewhere. See, a lot of times our our, our world becomes very insular, doesn't it? This is our existence, this is what it's like, this is what we've become accustomed to. And This is what happens. (laughs) This texter says, we're full. (laughs) No, they'll come here. (laughs) I love this. This It's hilarious. California people continue to vote the left Democrats. It's a lot of stupid there. Can someone explain that to me? (laughs) Coming up next, Transformation Tuesday. How would you like to uh, lower the stress in your home? I'm going to tell you how you can do it when we continue. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand.